Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. As always, you know who it is. It's your boy, DJ Billy A. And across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand. Get on your microphone and tell him who you am, my friend. Yeah. Who, me? Test, test. Yes, you. Oh, me. Hell yes. I might spend a week. I might, I might spend a week. You might. Although these usually run about an hour. Just wanted to, you know, put that out there. He's a 50 year old man right here. Yeah. <laughs> I know, dude. It's insane. been a week at the Magic Castle Presidential Suite made of brass in Alabama. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Savage O'Malley, aka Big Skis, aka Old Dirty Savage, aka Suckerfish Sav. I might speak a week. I might spend a week at the Magic Castle. That's right. Hell yeah. Now, is, is that the castle in Disneyland, the one where sometimes you can see the princess waving in the window? Or uh, you're talking about uh, Extended Stay America? <laughs> is that the one where you see the prostitute in the window yeah, and the old man yeah. in the hallway? You, you see the hooker with, with Captain the, Hook. Yeah, is that the one you're talking about? A hooker with the old. That's is that? A ha- Do you get hazard pay? Ju- junkyard dog in the fucking uh, <laughs> junkyard dog in the fucking uh, lobby. Yeah, do you? So let me ask you this: Do you get hazard pay as a hooker if you sleep with someone? If you pay, if somebody has to pay you to sleep with them, and they've got a hook for a hand, is that like a little added? She's like, yeah, it's 150 to go the whole nine, but you got a hook for a hand, so that's going to be an extra 40 bucks, just because I know my ass is going to get scratched up at some point during this. Bill, I'm going to be honest with you; I don't have those answers. <laughs> Are you sure? I just thought let me, you let know. Let me tell you, with one one. 30 minute session at the extended stay and you don't have the fucking answer to that man come on bill yeah with all due respect yeah hell no <laughs> i don't have those answers. you don't have those. i don't blame you i don't either it was more of a hypothetical question let me just tell you this an answer i'm gonna i'm gonna get i'm gonna uh, look yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be transparent uh-huh. Uh-huh. for the people of the 209 till infinity podcast yes i've never slept with a prostitute yeah 
I've never slept with a prostitute while having a hook. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so you have no ideas. I have no idea to your questions. Okay, yeah. And me either. Me either, my friends. Yeah, I bet, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I see. Sure, buddy. I stand by your moral values, (laughs) and you put me right to the fucking curve. You asked me first. (laughs) Yeah. You said, hey, quick question about hazard pay, you know, because you've been at the extended stay. Just, you know, just more morbid curiosity than anything else. <laughs> What's up, my man? How you doing? Woo! Your boy, man, is out here. Yeah. We're doing it. Yes. We're living it. Yes. We're 209 style. We're back in the building, my friend. We are back in the building. It's true. We are in series, but for this episode, we're fixing to take you to Hollywood, baby. We're fixing to go to Tinseltown. We're fixing to talk movies on this episode because it's true it's true you've seen a movie that i'm not going to see in the theater that's true i've seen a movie that you're not going to see in the theater Mm -hmm. uh both pretty big movies and then we've also both seen a movie in the theater that we're going to talk about all three of those Mm -hmm. but you know something that i was kind of thinking about and i don't know if you've ever thought of this um I was watching movie clips. Um, I pulled up a couple of different clips and had some thoughts. I pulled up the clip to Eight Mile. Every once in a while, I'll just pull up the end rap battle where yeah. B where Rabbit runs through the free world. He yeah. runs through them all one at a time. And one pock, two pock, three pock, four. Yeah. Four pock, three pock, two pock, none. Yeah. So anyway, I'm watching that battle. And I gotta be honest with you, the dude in the white tank top with the growly voice, I think he was robbed. <laughs> I think his name was Lotto. He's good. He's good. Go back and watch it. Whoever wrote his verse, it's probably Eminem. I I, I heard they actually had a, another rap, a battle rapper on set. I think M wrote was it his. It was not. That would have been amazing. Uh, they, I think M wrote his, but they did have someone on set writing for the other guys to give them that p- fresh perspective. And then I think M would throw in his opinions or his two bits or his two cents, whatever you want to call it. But I re- about once a year, I pull that out. It's really not that great of a movie, but I like just watching the end battle scene. It's fun to watch. And it's like you try to imagine what that scene must have been like back then at that at that club in Detroit. Because, you know, shit kind of went down like that. Obviously, it's Hollywooded up in a movie. But I get through those battles, and I think M won all of them, except I'm pretty sure that Lotto guy got robbed, I think. You know? I now hate, I got to go back and watch it. I hate to play the race card. Is it too late? No, it's, can we get a recount? Yeah, I, I hate to play the race card, but I think they gave it to him because he was white. I, I, you know, I, I know that pisses Eminem off when people say that. But I gotta be honest, and now I need to know. Yeah, I say pull up YouTube right now and play it. <laughs> you know, just go to fast forward to the lotto. It's the dude with the, you know, Eminem pulls out the joke about tank top screaming lotto. I don't fit you, you know, and you look like Snoop Dogg with braids, but. He doesn't have really a scathing blow. I didn't, except for the very end when he says, fuck the lotto, I'll get the digits from your mom for a dollar tomorrow. That's a nice line. But I feel like, I really feel like he took it. And I've, and I, for some reason, I don't know why, I don't think I've ever felt that way before. Like I said, I pulled this out. I usually just pull up the clip on YouTube and I watch it. And I don't feel like I've ever felt that way before. 
but I don't think he, I don't think he won that battle. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lotto took it. Uh, I liked Lotto's growly. He's, uh, uh, he's mad and he's very angry. And you know, Eminem comes at him with the hippity hoopla. Hippity doo doo. I didn't hear, understand a word you said. You know, but it's not really. I felt like Lotto got him. His flow was cool. His voice was cool. Uh, where's the album, Lotto? If you're out there, clearly the dude could rap. How do you not get a deal? It's like, look, I did this movie with Eminem. I don't know. Oh, you're the guy Eminem beat? Yeah, you're not getting a record deal. Like, I don't know how that works. But I, don't hey, know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Anyways, watch it. We'll talk about it next time. It's on YouTube. You, if you just pull up Eight Mile Battle. Oh, yeah. And it's cool because on YouTube, people cut it. So there's none of the bullshit of them going in the bathroom and talking to him. It just goes from one battle to the next battle to the next battle to the end. Like there's stuff in between where they talk like, what are you going to do, rabbit? Are you ready? And he's like, fuck yeah, I'm ready. Get the fuck out of here. You know, or whatever he said. That's probably not the exact dialogue. Are you screenwriting? Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. I'm ready. Get the fuck out. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Like, Don't you know I'm Eminem? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm pretty sure he lost in hindsight. Hindsight's 2020. But I think Lotto was robbed. Just just a thought. The other thing I was thinking is I'm gonna like, see if there's a hashtag, hashtag Lotto was robbed. I dude, I, I can tell you what my next social media post is gonna be now. Thank you. That's genius. I my I rack my brain to try to figure out what to put on social media. It, I'm running out of ideas. That's brilliant. I appreciate that. Look for Lotto was robbed, hashtag Lotto was robbed, hashtag Lotto won, hashtag Eminem never won the battle, hashtag nine mile hashtag i don't know <laughs> you know it'll be it's coming soon trust me hashtag lotto lost the lotto yeah that's right yeah hashtag i'll get the digits from your mom for a dollar tomorrow yeah something like that it's coming trust me so there's that that was one thing then after that it's funny i watched that then i pulled up the famous john wick clip the clip from john wick i watch it probably every six months i'll just watch the where he socks his son where uh the the or is it the Russian? The Russian mob boss? Yeah. Punches his son in the stomach and then explains to him whose dog and car he stole and whose dog he killed. It's not what you did, son. It's who you did it to. And then he tells him how he's fucked. And he tells him the story about how you don't understand. This man stacked a body count so high. That's the foundation of what this business is built on. You know, that's where we're here now because of what he did. And it was all for a woman that he loved. And she died and you killed the dog. You know, you know the story. You've seen it. I've seen it. We all... uh -huh. Well, I got to thinking, how incredible would that movie be? The movie of the young John Wick, who's the insanely talented, feared hitman with no soul. You know, he's just out there doing what he has to do to make money, taking fools out for the Russian mob. And then he falls in love with this woman, head over heels, right? And he starts to second guess himself and feel bad about what he's doing, right? He starts to have a conscious because this woman is making him a better man. So then he can no longer stand lying to her, right? He's lying to her. He's living this lie, telling her he's doing other things and traveling for business and out late. And he's tired or he's sore because of whatever. He's got to make these lies up. And he loves her so much he can no longer do that. So he goes to the mob boss to tell him, I want out. I've met a woman. I love her. And he says, well, you got to do this. And then the finale of that movie is just maybe there isn't that much action leading up. It's more dialogue. It's more drama. But then maybe the last half hours, just whatever he did, the bodies he stacked, just an insane, 
crazy action sequence of him stacking those bodies up. And then there's a dramatic moment where he goes to him and tells him, look, I fucking want out. You let me out. I did what you asked. I have my, the, the, the pe- your people's blood is on my hands. You know, something really dramatic, right. like let me out. And Vito, I think his name's Vito, has no choice but to let him out because he's done like the impossible shit. He did, never thought he'd do. He did it. And he's just like, holy fuck. Okay, you can go. Like, And then he's exhausted and weary and he goes back to his wife and just falls into her arms. And then we know, obviously, she got cancer later. We don't need to see that. But fuck, dude. I was like, that's the story. That's. I know we're probably going to get more John Wick moving forward. But we're in a world now, after seeing Indiana Jones and how they younged up Harrison Ford, we could get that movie. We're real close to having, we could have Keanu look like the Bill and Ted Keanu. He doesn't even have to look that young. But just young in like 10 or 15 years, dude. I just think that'd be a phenomenal movie, man. I, I want to see that movie. I was like, I watched that clip and I'm like, that's the story. Because that's my favorite. John Wick. You want to know what happens after that to the beginning of John Wick? I don't need to know. Obviously, we know the wife dies and stuff. I just want to know. I just want to know. I want to see the young John Wick meeting the girl, wanting out of the life, and then doing what he had to do to get out of that life, and then going back relieved that it's finally over. When we all know... It ain't over, John. It's not fucking over. And Keanu wouldn't have to look that much younger because he would just have to look as young as he did in John Wick 1. So they wouldn't have to de-age Keanu that much. You know, I don't think it would take... They wouldn't have to do... Harrison was 80. So they had some work to do. They wouldn't have to de-age Keanu all that much. But I just that think that would be a phenomenal story because there's this stone-cold, cold-blooded, just assassin who everyone fears he's a stud and he just kills for money and he has no remorse until he meets the woman of his dreams. And we all know behind every man is a great woman and a woman can change everything. You're will turn your world upside down. And suddenly he grows a conscience. He doesn't like who he is anymore now that he's met her and all he can think about is getting out. But in order to get out, he has to do the thing he now loathes and hates. And that's killing a shit ton of people. But he has no choice. Man, I want to see that fucking movie, man. I really do. I want to watch that movie, man. I'm ready. Keanu, if you're listening. Or Keanu, a huge fan of the show. Yeah, pretty sure. I'd imagine. I mean, if the guy's got taste, right? Clearly, he makes pretty decent movies. But I don't know. Just a thought when I watch the clip. Because that's... Well, not just one of my favorite scenes in a John Wick movie. I think that's one of my favorite scenes in movies, period. That scene where he tells his son who the fuck John Wick is makes John Wick not only the best of the franchise, it will always be the best movie in the franchise because of that scene. But that's just an amazing scene. Yeah. Yes, sir, I did. May I ask why? Yeah, well, because he stole John Wick's car, sir, and... uh killed his dog. Oh. (laughs) So good! John Wick 1 will always be the best. I don't care how much they ramp up the action in the next 10 John Wicks. You'll never top that. That scene where it's not what you did, son. It's who you did it to. Have you heard the term Baba Yaga? You know, that whole just so good, man. It's one of the best scenes in movies, period. 
I'll I'll stake my podcasting career on it. Not that I'm getting paid, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Not that I'd quit if somebody disagreed either. But so it's not if really staking much. But you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. We talked about it in the beginning when we reviewed John Wick Four. Right? Well, just in general, like it's not, you know. did the son that angers me so it's pouring it's who you did it to who the fucking nobody that fucking nobody mm-hmm. it's john wick it's john wick he whispers it like he's scared to say it loud <laughs> you might you might hear him it's so good I love that he gives the son the drink and then punches him in the stomach and makes him puke it up immediately too. That's he like one of my favorite an associate parts. To ours. We call him Baba Yaga. The boogeyman? Well, John wasn't exactly the boogeyman. This is my favorite line right here. Yeah. He was the one you sent to kill the fucking boogeyman. Yeah, boogie, boogie man. This actor's oh. so good, too. John is a man of focus, commitment, sheer will. None of the villains know this guy. you know very little about. I once saw him kill three men in a bar with a pencil. Fucking pencil. Fucking pencil. This scene is amazing. Oh, dude, it's it's not like I said. It's one of the best scenes Suddenly in one day, Hollywood, in my he opinion. He asked to leave. It's over a woman, of course. Of course. Why else would you want to leave? I mean, so yeah. I made a deal with him. I gave him an impossible task, a job no one could have pulled off. Bodies he buried that day laid the foundation of what we are now. And then my son, <laughs> a few days after his wife died, you steal his car and kill his fucking dog. Father, I can make this right. Oh, how do you plan that? By finishing what I started. What the? I didn't hear a fucking word I said. Papa, I'm so bravo, pajalos. John will come for you. And you will do nothing. You can't. Because you can't do nothing. Yes. Get the fuck out of my sight. Oh, God. He, this guy is so good, too. He sells the scene. It's amazing. It's fucking amazing. And then you got the guy from the insurance commercials in the background. English veto. English. Look, should I leave? Like, he, he just keeps trying to leave. And I don't know why, but he wants to. You stay. Stay here. John wasn't exactly the boogeyman. No, yeah. He wasn't. It was the guy you called to kill the fucking yeah. boogeyman. So imagine getting that actor back. 
and going in, going in reverse, de-aging both a little bit. Like I said, just 10 years. You don't gotta go crazy. We know with the technology, you can do it now. De-age them, go back, tell that story. Dude, you got all my money. I promise whoever makes movies, I'll go see it twice. I know movies are uh, shaky. It's, it's, a, it's a tough investment nowadays. I promise you, you'll get two out of me. <laughs> I, even if I think it sucks the first time, just because I'm a man of my word, I will go back. I want that movie. So anyway, I knew we were talking movies. Just a couple thoughts. Lotto got screwed. Yeah. And we need the John Wick prequel. We need to know. We need to see that story, dude. I I, I don't know who you got to call to make that happen. But it, that one especially. There's nothing we can do for Lotto except maybe try to get him a record deal. I, I got to be honest. I think we're more likely to see the uh, Lotto origin film. Yeah. Than the-, <laughs> the Lotto prequel might be interesting. Yeah. Or no, you know what might be good with Lotto? What happened? To, like Lotto's life just spiraled after that out of control. Like he started doing dope and sleeping with pirate hookers. And you know what? I don't know what. He started staying at the extended stay in Detroit. It got really Tampa. ugly for him. Tampa. Well, he's in Detroit though. I'm sure there's one in Detroit. Well, did it. It's probably he, worse. He had to Detroit. leave. He had to leave Detroit. Oh shit! It was that bad. Yeah. Yeah. He got shunned by B Rabbit. Oh yeah, yeah. Somebody named Rabbit beats you in a rap battle, and your name's Lotto. You ain't lucky. <laughs> anyway, so I knew we were talking movies. So I thought I'd bring that up because I just. Hey, that was a that was a very very classic 209 till infinity. Tangent. Uh, tangent. 209 we're, we're, tangent. We're playing a freaking clip. Yeah. It was from a the, movie that's what, 12, 13 years old? And I, I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of people scrambling to watch that. Well, we have 30 listeners. But anyway, I mean, there's 30 people going to be pulling out 8 Mile yeah, and going back to that battle. Definitely YouTube in that battle. Yeah, YouTube it. It's much easier. I, 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 and I've got it on my phone where I can YouTube it and send it straight to my Roku and I watch it on my 70 inch. So. I'm not oh, stunting. You know, no. It's not a brag. That was a gift. I just didn't drop buy it on it. my 70. You know what I mean? I'll just, yeah. I'll just live stream it. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> my sister, Slide through the pad. <laughs> my sister got a new TV, gave me her hand-me-down 70-inch. So, you know, hey, you do what you can when you can. So, we're talking movies. So, let's. why don't we start with uh, you and I each. I, I had mentioned that you and I each saw a movie that the other is not going to see. Correct. At least not until streaming, probably. So, and I, I'd be willing to bet the one I saw, you'll you'll never see, probably. Just if I had to guess. You're probably right. Yeah, I think that's a guess. So, you want to start? You want me to you start? start? I went and saw, and I loved it, and I've talked about these movies on the podcast prior to. Uh, I went and saw Mission Impossible, I think it's seven? I think we're up to seven. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And I absolutely loved it. For me, hands down, uh... This is the movie of the summer. Uh, it's close. I really enjoyed John Wick 4. I really enjoyed Air. I liked Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But for me, this was the perfect summer movie. Uh, Tom Cruise does some, some amazing... There's an incredible, mind-blowing car chase scene. There's an insanely phenomenal train wreck at the end of the movie. Uh, and then, of course, the scene that they've shown on social media now for months... Uh, where he jumps the motorcycle off the cliff and then lets go and free falls and opens up the parachute and glides in. Um, yeah, man. And it's all real. It's not CGI'd up. Like, the train wreck scene, I shared this clip on uh, on our social media. They had to build a train. 
Because there's no, the, the guy says in the clip, yeah, there's no trains laying around that people just want us to trash. So we had to build a train that actually worked on the track, that actually went 60 miles an hour. And then we trained Tom Cruise and this other actor to fight on this train that's going 60 miles an hour. And in the car chase scene, you can see that he's driving. I mean, I'm sure some of the clips, when the car like rolls over and stuff, they probably switch to a stunt guy. But for the most part, Tom handles his own shit. The guy's like 60 and he still looks good doing it. The plot was great. The cast was great. Um, the plot has something to do with, even though they filmed this movie a few years ago and it got held up for COVID, the plot has something to do with something that's very pertinent today. Uh, the government has created a technology, AI basically, that's taken on a mind of its own and it's trying to survive and protect itself. And it's using people to to stay alive and wreak havoc. I don't, I don't want, it's hard to explain. You'd have to see it. But it's the AI isn't the villain. There's a bad guy. But he's working on behalf of this AI technology that he's trying to get his hands on. Uh, and everybody wants it. The Russians, the Americans, they all want to get their hands on it because they know it's the ultimate power. But in the meantime, the AI itself just wants to survive and fuck with shit on its own and not be in the hands of anyone. Right. It's, it's well-acted, well-written, insane, insane fight scenes. And, you know, they're chalking it up as a failure at the box office, but, but it made pretty much what the other Mission Impossibles have made. The problem was it was delayed due to COVID. And because of the delay, they had to do some reshoots that cost a little bit more. But I'm pretty sure it's knocking on close to $400 million, which is standard for a Mission Impossible flick. And the thing I like about it is even though it's Dead Reckoning Part 1, this movie has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, it ties it up nice and neat. You know there's more of the story to tell, but it's not like, I don't know, you've probably seen some, and I'm lacking for thinking of one off the top of my head, but a lot of times when you know a movie is part one and it's going to continue, uh, they leave you on the edge like, oh no, fuck! Right. Like, like Remember Back to the Future, like uh, the second one, like, are you Marty? You got to come back. There's a letter from Doc from 1885, and then the movie just ends, and you're like, what the fuck? No! Right. No! This movie actually ends... He finishes whatever story he was trying to complete in that one. You know there's more, but doesn't leave you on the edge of your seat wondering, oh my God, what's going to happen? It's a complete movie. But the story will just continue in eight, which will, I believe, be the final Mission Impossible. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. Uh, my biggest regret was not seeing it on IMAX because I saw six on the IMAX and it blew my mind. This is the kind of movie that's meant for IMAX. I know I say that a lot in this podcast, but it's because the kind of movies you and I watch most of the time, superhero movies, sci-fi movies, war movies, action movies, need to be seen on the biggest screen possible. This was a true summer action epic. It blew my mind. And unfortunately, not unfortunately, but... Oppenheimer came out and Oppenheimer was filmed for IMAX. So they pulled Mission Impossible off IMAX screens to put Oppenheimer up. So I was going to go back and see the new Mission Impossible again on IMAX because I liked it that much. Right. And I couldn't. They, they, I, they, it went down to Oppenheimer, which is doing well at the box office and it's supposed to be a great movie. I probably will end up streaming that one. I don't know if I'll make it to the theater, but it looks good. It's got a great cast. So that was the movie I saw. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. Don't listen to the critics. Don't listen to the... Actually, it got good reviews. So you can listen to the critics, but don't listen to the box office numbers. It's a failure. It's a failure. 
dude, every movie right now is failing pretty much at the box office, except Barbie and Oppenheimer. Every other movie has barely scraped by or broke even. It's just because they're so fucking expensive to make. Doesn't mean all the time that it's a bad movie. Look, The Flash is considered the biggest bomb of the summer. I really, really, really enjoyed that movie. Enjoyed it. Loved it. I want a physical copy of it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I really liked it a lot. I can't wait for it to come out and watch it again. So don't listen to people when they say it's a box office failure. That doesn't mean it's a bad movie. And I think we talk a lot about the box office failures on this podcast, but I don't think we've ever talked about that. Doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It just means people ain't going and they're expensive to make. So, my man, you saw a movie. What did you see? You saw that this is a, the surprise movie of the year. Well, let me just tell you this. Before, yeah. we, before we get to that, I do want to say this. Yeah. Uh, I did get around to watching a movie. Yes. That uh, has been out for a long time. Yes. Finally streaming. Yes. Uh, speaking of Tom Cruise, uh-huh. I finally watched Maverick. Oh, so good. And uh, I got to be honest with you, it was fantastic. It sure was. And uh, it was... Um, it was for sure. Um... <laughs> there it is. Yeah. There it is. Every good hero needs their theme music, baby. That's what's up. That is what's up. It was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. And, 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 and it really, it did a really good job for, if you think about, we're in this era of all of these movies from mm-hmm. our childhood. Yeah. Like, there's no real creativity no. besides John Wick. Right. Um, That's why Barbie's killing it right now, because nobody's seen anything like it. And it's... The one thing that is good, when they, instead of just redoing movies, like kind of taking something that happened a long time ago and then telling the story 30 years later... Yeah. It's hard to do. It's hard to do for sure. And they yeah. did a fantastic job oh, in Maverick. A, it's way better than the first one, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I rewatched. Oh, well, I didn't rewatch. I'd never really seen the first one in its entirety. And when everybody was all the hype around the new one, I was like, what's the big deal? I watched the first one and I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'll watch the second one, I guess. But that wasn't that great. But it's because I didn't watch it when I was eight. Right. Or however old I was in 85. Right. Had I watched it in 85, I probably would have had my mind blown and then been even more excited for the second one. But the second one, Maverick, blew my mind. I saw that and then did go back and see it on IMAX because I was like, oh, I fucked up. That was IMAX all the way. It blew my mind on IMAX. It was, you know, it was such a good movie. It was fun. Yeah. It was connected. Yes. To the past in so many. continuation. So many different ways. Yeah. Um, you know, but then like there was, you know, Val Kilmer dying and so touching. Yeah. They, they have that scene. Oh yeah. And, uh, great um, scene between those two guys and, you know, not really telling, uh, miles teller why he pulled him and all of that other stuff. Yeah. He promised he wouldn't say promised yeah. his mom. He yeah. wouldn't tell him. Right. Yeah. Like, so he's been the asshole forever. And then like, you know, the, the cool thing about the Maverick story, right. Yeah. Is this dude is like, he's he's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, really yeah, yeah. follow rules. He does what no. he wants. Yeah, yeah. But he's so fucking good at what he does right. that he hasn't gotten kicked out because we're going to need him sooner or later. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing that makes it believable is I don't think there's really an age limit on being a good pilot. I mean, you got to be in shape, clearly. You got to have your wits about you. 
but it's believable that he still flies like a badass. Right. Like you could picture 30 years later, he's in shape. He's he's never stopped doing it. He's got a passion for it that he'd still be a badass at it. It's not like he's the, uh, you know, in Mission Impossible when he's jumping off the cliff, you're like, ooh, dude, I'm tired watching you. You know, like, I don't know how you're pulling this shit off. I didn't doubt for a second that he could fly and that he loved to fly. Like, yeah. there's no. a scene where they finally ask him because he's been the teacher. They finally asked that, that moment when they finally asked the teacher to go back and get in the plane and help on the mission. And he's so fucking excited he can barely contain himself. The guy next to him has to hold him back because <laughs> he's starting to, like, jump. In. I Dude, I, I yeah. They're, they're, he's helping plan a mission. Yeah. Right? They want him to teach. Yeah. They're like, there's no way this can be done. Right. Something happens. They're like, you're gone. Yeah. You're done. You don't have protection anymore because Val Kilmer died. Right. You don't have protection anymore. So this dude basically steals the plane. Yeah. Gets on the mic where they're doing class. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I'm going to go do this. And he does it in less time than, because yeah. they're like, it's impossible. <laughs> it's so And he good. does it in like six seconds less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kills it. So Kills it. I, it was thoroughly enjoy enjoyable. I thought it was great. I thought it was a good connection. I didn't want to not watch it just because I was being stubborn. I just didn't get to it. And then yeah, at that yeah. point, like, I, I'm kind of glad I waited because it kind of like the buzz died down and everybody forgot about it. And I just was able to enjoy it. It was so good. I really feel like, and I know it'll probably never happen, but I really feel like if you popped in Mission Impossible 3, because that's really where you need to start. One and two don't connect. They really don't have much to do with the story. If you started at Mission Impossible 3, if you watched MI3 and you were like, Bill, I didn't like it. I thought it was trash. Then I'd be like, cool, I get it. Don't move forward. But I really think the way you felt about, maybe not quite the way you felt about Maverick, but I really think you'd enjoy it and want to continue because it really starts at three. So three, four, five, six, and seven all connect with the characters. All are a continuing story. There's phenomenal cast, phenomenal stories, amazing action. I really think you'd really, really enjoy it. Because I know the kind of movies you and I like, man. You you like the action. You like the fighting, the, the intrigue, the spy, the the cavalry moments. You know, they're, all that's there in these movies. And there was a couple badass cavalry moments in the fucking Maverick. Oh, dude. Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, uh, when the... Uh, what are you doing? You're supposed to be out down by now. I just saved your life. Yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> Dude, so good. So, yeah. So, you saw that, and you also saw a movie in the theater. I did. That actually isn't from two years ago. <laughs> Is that how long it's been? Since I don't know how out? long Maverick's been. It's been a minute, though. Probably not two years. probably been a year. So, I watched the 1993 classic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Park. Yay! That's a pretty good movie, man. What'd you think? Yeah. This has got movie soundtrack songs yeah. on. Uh, I saw uh, Sound of Freedom. Yes. Um, Sound of Freedom is based on the incredible true story that shines a light on even the darkest places. Uh, after rescuing a young boy from a ruthless trial traffickers, federal agent learns that a boy's sister is still captive and decides to embark on a dangerous mission to save her. With time running out, he quits his job and journeys deep into the Colombian jungle putting his life on the line to free her free her from sex trafficking yeah. and, and this is Jim Caviezel yeah playing the main character right and uh I I haven't seen it I usually go to the movies to escape and just have a good time so these types of movies usually aren't high on my radar which is probably why Oppenheimer is also not I have no doubt in my mind that they're both phenomenal incredible movies but these kind of movies don't generally pop up on my must-see list because 
I usually just go to laugh and be blown away by special effects and action. And I'm not looking because everything I've heard is like, man, tough watch, uh, disturbing, hard watch, uh, a great movie, but it's going to tug at your emotions and pull on your heartstrings and make you feel a lot of different things. So I'm just like, yeah, that'll be one I watch at home later. But I haven't heard anyone who's seen it. I haven't heard anything bad from you, from people on Facebook, from movie reviews, all the way around. I've heard nothing but good things. So the story is about Jim Caviezel plays a former um, federal agent named Tim Ballard. Yeah. Who is a real person. And um, Tim Ballard, not only, so in, in this movie, and I know that this is, Hollywooded up on some level. Sure, levels. of course they've got right. To. Every but, every. But the basis is. of the story is legit. Yeah. He rescued with other people. He did a child trafficking thing. Yeah. And and, and how the movie starts is, they're basically like. Spoilers, by the way. Spoiler just, alert. Just, just in case. Just in case. I don't know what you're about to say, but I figured I'd put it out there just to be on the safe the side. The dinosaurs aren't real. Oh shit! I'm out. Spoiler Podcast alert. Over. Season five, and we're done, folks. And uh, the what they're doing is they're busting um, basically like child porn people. Okay. Right? So they bust all of the people that are like, they're, they're on a task force that is like, they're like arresting people. They're going after pedophiles. Pedophiles. Yeah, yeah. Right? But they always get the people sharing the videos and stuff like that. They don't get the action. They don't rescue kids there's this line where he's like since you've been doing this how many pedophiles have you got he's like 233 he's like how many kids have you saved right yeah yeah and a guy's like that's not the job and then there's this other guy quits and he's like well, i can't do this job yeah knowing that i'm not really doing anything right no and so that like lights a spark under tim ballard and he basically goes on this rogue mission with the connects that he's made in the criminal underworld. Would you say he goes Maverick? I would say he definitely goes Goose. Yeah, okay, it's Goose. Gotcha. <laughs> he, he really gooses the system. <laughs> okay. Goose, interesting. Okay. And um, goes and he works with, you know, these these traffic, not, not the people that know the traffickers, uh-huh. and they backdoor the system and they get the boy back. Okay. But nice. then the boy finds out, or that he finds out that the boy's sister was also taken. Okay. And so he asks for more time from his job, and they're like, no, there's nothing we can do. We That's not our jurisdiction. Right. This dude is like mid-30s. Uh-huh. He quits his career mm-hmm. with, the, with the blessing of his wife, and he's got like five kids at home. Shit. This is all accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And works off the books uh-huh. with some guys in Colombia who are not good people on like radars, but they want to do the right thing and help kids. Like they may be drug dealers or whatever, but they're like, this kid shit is not cool. We're going to help you. And they work together and they go and they fucking find this. <laughs> you turn off the Disney background we're from Avengers to Concerning Hobbits. Oh, the Hobbits. Oh, interesting. And uh, they go into this... Col- the girl had gotten bought by some Colombian druggie. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, they were like out in the Colombian fields off some river where this guy was like, they were cutting cocaine. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
and he like pretended that he was like a medical guy and there was like he was out there for like you know whatever the world doctors are mm -hmm. giving a what are those you know when they give you shots and stuff yeah 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 i forget what they're called right now but they're like you know we're giving a cortisone not cortisone but like shots you know what do we what do we get inoculation for, yeah inoculation yeah, 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 what, what yeah, yeah, do we yeah. get for the for a the vaccines vaccines they're yeah, giving yeah. vaccines because they're gonna cortisone yeah. sorry i don't know yeah. where that came. hey we're down here in the columbian forest and my knee is giving me trouble thank god the world <laughs> the, the world health unit so you're getting that cortisone <laughs> you never know when the ankle or the knee is gonna go i'm just saying it's tough especially hey. when you're in the rugged jungle outback i mean it's, it's awful Fucking cortisone. I can't believe I said that. Boy, that's going to be a memory. I was like, nope. Yeah, it's no, not that's that. Right. Yeah, so inoculations, vaccines. Inoculations. He goes into this, like, and I get it. It's Hollywooded up. Yeah, yeah. But still, um, and and he gets the girl back. Okay. And this this part is true. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was working for Homeland Security. He quit his job. Mm -hmm. Did, you know, and this dude basically became the the um the background guy for like everything that is moved forward with child trafficking I, i'm trying to look it up right now and i wasn't ready but he basically went and talked to congress and they got an assembly bill passed mm. to basically change how we're handling people that are being child trafficked Mm, okay. Not just in America. Right, 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 right. In the right. world. Yeah, yeah. It's a bigger problem in other places. They'll take kids from America, but they'll take them everywhere around the world. They don't generally. Right, stay like this here. kid was. Yeah. Like I, I think they the the kids were kidnapped from Honduras. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one was found in like Mexico by Tijuana, and the girl was found, like I said, in Colombia. Right, right. They take them all over the world. I mean, I learned that in Taken. Movie taken. <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, I mean, I just that's stupid, but, um, but yeah, man, I've I, like I said, did they mention how? So when he goes rogue and quits his job, mm -hmm. do they mention how he makes a living? Like when he gets the kids back, does he just like take the money that the people have laying around, or how does he survive? Like so, with his family and so stuff? one of the like one of the guys that he had hooked up with was like a billionaire mogul okay who wanted oh. to do the right thing oh gotcha and and he was initially on board to be part of the process okay when it was in conjunction with the government because he was doing a solid for the government uh, but then when he lost his job the guy was out right, right but then right. like tim ballard allegedly found a way to get him back in okay so he was funding all of this stuff. Oh, okay that makes and sense. then there was another he had another guy on the ground who was like basically a criminal but connected to all of these mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. And didn't know that he was selling people out. Right, right, right. But just for the kids. Like, it didn't affect his drugs. It didn't affect whatever else was going on. Right. Right. But, so, uh, Tim Ballard and his team rescued 123 trafficking victims in mm. Colombia, which is a huge number, but also not. Right. In comparison right? to probably the thousands. At that point, thousands. 55 of them were minors. Oh, wow. So, um... Just, it, it was, you know, when you think about, and it's one of those things, right, where this movie was blocked and had a lot of trouble getting put out. I've seen the clip at the end where Jim Caviezel talks 
while the credits are rolling. Mm-hmm. And he explains how that this was movie was supposed to be made like five years ago mm-hmm. and they couldn't get it done and nobody in Hollywood wanted it to get made. And uh, which is weird. I don't understand that because it's not the first time there's been a movie about. I mean, I know this is based in reality, but there's been tons of movies about kids being kidnapped and horrible things happening to them. And I, I don't understand because I know it's not a secret. We all know child sex, sex trafficking happens and that it's awful. Like my work works in conjunction. We like send money. My uh, broker who owns my real estate office, I forget the name of the company, but we have posters all over our office about stopping child sex trafficking and helping the kids and getting them back into life and school. And we donate money and, and, and time to these companies that deal with this. So I didn't think it was a secret or something that we had to keep under wraps. I, I, that's the thing when the controversy came out about this movie and, and I know that there was something to do with the people's politics that made the movie that people took offense to, but I'm like, I mean, really, in all honesty, it's a movie about a guy trying to do the right thing and go save a kid. Right. Like we've seen that movie before, but this is real. It's based on a true story and an actual person. So I really don't get what, the problem is so, so I, I think and, and this is uh i just tell you this as, as i'm looking at this website this pop-up ad pops up of course it's all right it happens yes it does but i tell you what in 1993 i never thought a i didn't know the internet was going to be what the internet is of sure course. of course none of us did. but i certainly didn't think i'd get snoop's munchy meal <laughs> ads popping up yeah 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 i know. know 30 years you later. and i talked about that when i was at a jack-in-the-box i took a picture of that and i'm like did you ever think when you were listening to doggy style we'd be here 30 years later no, no here we, we are hell no snoop's munchy meal yeah but i think and that's one of the things like i watched this with kim and she was angry upset yeah 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 because this is like heavy stuff like this shit happens and like i explained to her like this isn't just like this happens like on the 99 all right yeah yeah yeah. like there's like organizations and there's like there's a group called tat i think which is truckers against uh trafficking or something like that and it's like they use truck stops and they do all these things like sure. you've seen like you've seen people get busted in Stockton and Sacramento and yeah. you know Modesto they're trying to you know pull girls from trucks and things like that and like this is real and then she's like well why would the same question you said why did it get delayed why is this it's not a secret yeah. like why and 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 I think that's the problem is that and I don't like to get political and I don't like yeah, to yeah, get yeah. too deep into the shit right but when all that stuff happened with Jeffrey Epstein, uh-huh. like there's people that are on lists yeah. who are doing things they shouldn't be doing. Correct. And they're connected yeah. and they make too too much money. And if they're found out, then it is ruining companies and is ruining things. Yeah. And there's a lot of big time production. And we're talking movie people. We're talking government officials. We're talking famous athletes. We're right, talking right, all of these right, things, right. right? Where they pay millions and millions and billions of dollars to make sure that, you know, because there's people who know. Sure. You know, and I think And I that, get that, but this isn't the Jeffrey Epstein movie. No, but it's... Yeah, but you it, know what I'm saying? Like, it, how does this make Hollywood nervous? Like, those dirtbags in Hollywood that are fucking little kids or whatever they're doing. And it, it, that shit's everywhere. I mean, you, dude, Corey Feldman's been saying he was raped in Hollywood as a little kid since the 80s. I mean, him and Corey Haim both said that they were raped molested groomed 
from a very young age. Uh, but I mean, this movie isn't about those people per se. It's about a man who went and got kids out from Colombia. Like, so I guess it's guilt. You know, they know it's wrong and they knew that this would stir up sentiment and maybe they just were nervous that it could shine a light on them, I guess. That, it, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that it shines a light on the whole thing and then it makes people ask questions. And it sure, makes, sure. You know, and, I, and I think that, you know, the fa- here's, all I, here's all I'm going to tell you, man, mm-hmm. is the fact that it went through three different production companies Yeah, and it was shelved. This film, film was completed over... Five years ago. Right. I've seen the clip. Yeah, I've seen the... Right. And so there's no reason that this should have been shelved like that. No. That tells you all you need to know. And I'm not here to talk about politics and all that stuff. Right. But I... I and I've always been this guy. And I, we've talked about this. Like, I don't really talk about politics. I don't believe what this person says or that piece of no, person yeah, says. Yeah, yeah. But what I do do is I look you at do what... Do? What I do do, okay, is I look at the facts. Right, right, sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't care what Biden says. I don't care what Trump says. I don't care what yeah, he yeah, says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I see? Right. Because yeah, that's yeah. the shit that really matters. Right. Right? And there's no reason that that, that this should have been five-year delayed. Yeah, that's insane to me. Which tells me there's stuff going on. Yeah. That people are trying to cover up and not get out. Yeah, so. don't give me that shit. If if we can get the fucking Barbie movie and the Super Mario Brothers and sh- way shittier movies than that out, there was no reason for this to be delayed. I mean, it, you know, it. if this isn't a true... Let's just say they decided to not say it was a true story and it was just a movie about a, a cop who decides he can't take it anymore and he's going to go save a kid. One man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've seen the movie, right? This just happens to be true, but we've seen that movie. Like I I brought up Taken. It's kind of, I mean, Taken, It's just it happens to be his daughter, but he's she's kidnapped by Euro Trash and taken dr- to be drugged up and, and fucked by nasty old sick men somewhere. And he just happens to have a certain set of, set of skills that makes himself a problem for people like that. Yeah. I will find you and I will kill you. So so in the movie it's like a Colombian lord or whatever and I just found out right now that it was actually Glenn Beck who Glenn is, Beck. who is uh raised the money to help carry out the rescue operation. Oh okay, that's who, that's the guy who was funding the operation. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Got you. Yeah, man. Like I said, I've heard nothing but good things, and uh, I've been kind of perplexed at the controversy because everyone that's seen it is like, it's not super religious. They're not shoving religion down your throat. They call them God's children, but other than that, it's not really religious. There's not a lot of like politics involved, like where they're saying you should be vote one way or the other. It's just really a movie about a guy that cares about kids and wants to bring them home, and he's sick of the way things are working, and he wants to get something done. Like... And I'm like, yeah, I just don't get it. But I also don't care to do enough research to figure out what the actual problem is. But I figured it had something to do with the sickos in in Hollywood or anywhere in the world that don't want a light shined on this problem, I guess. There's enough of them out there with power, which is the scary part. And let me tell you this. They could delay it for five years. Yeah. And, and, And this is and this is I love that Tim Bowd has been completely honest about the differences between the Hollywood movie or whatever. Because there's this, there's this part in the movie where he's basically quitting his job and he yeah. calls his wife. Yeah. And he says like, when there's talk, when he did like the movie thing afterwards, he's like, in the movie, she's like, you quit your job and go rescue that kids right, or yeah. those kids. 
And he goes, what my wife really said to me, because they didn't want me to make it look like a coward in the movie, yeah. was like, because I was like, I'm not coming home. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be part of this. And she said to me very sternly, I will not let you jeopardize my salvation by not doing this. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it breaks my heart, because not only is she losing our income, but possibly a very good chance she's probably going to lose me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, so uh, he quit his job as a special agent as a DHS, and him and his wife, Catherine, had six kids. Um, but at the time of the movie in 2023, they have nine, including two of which they adopted out of from traffickers. Oh, wow. Which I think is amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And uh, so it, it's just, you know, it's a great story. And it's, 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 um, I, I'll tell you this, man. If you're not going to see it in the theater, yeah, make sure you stream it. Oh, I will. It yeah, is super, it. it is super, super intense. It's a tough watch, especially when you do what I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Jim Caviezel was great. Yeah, he's like, good. He's a good great. actor. He's a good actor. It was so good. I haven't seen him in anything in a while. The last thing I think I saw him in was The Passion of the Christ, which was another movie that nobody wanted to make that they took had a long time to get done, and it may, ended up making a shitload of money. Um, I watched that one at home, and that movie was one I wouldn't have watched in the theater, and I was glad I didn't. I cried like a baby at the end of that movie that movie's basically just watch jesus get his ass whooped for 45 minutes it's really hard to watch um but yeah he's a great actor and I, i'm just trying to think of what i've seen him in lately and i don't think it's anything like jim caviezel yeah, yeah i don't think he's done anything that i've watched recently i don't know yeah i, I don't think so i can't think of anything but he's great he is he's a very strong actor uh, he just uh m maybe he was fighting for this movie and kind of took some time to get this out there and put into the world because yeah i can't think of a, him being on a tv show or another movie that i've watched recently like he's been kind of quiet but he's probably been fighting for this flick and trying to get it done so that that's cool though that's awesome man that's yeah i'll definitely watch it when it comes out it's just uh the theater for that one probably it's not gonna happen I'm, I'm not gonna say probably it won't happen but i will watch it for sure i gotta see it so anyway indiana jones yeah <laughs> we watched indiana jones um no, this is the Hollywood episode, so we just... Those were the movies that Hollywood. you and I, Yeah, those are the movies that you and I watched separately that we're not going to see in theaters that we could talk about. Um, and we talked about Maverick that you and I did see. and But you and I both went to the theater and saw the latest and probably last installment of Indiana Jones. Indiana, I think it's Indiana Jones 6 we're up to now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So let's see. We had Raiders of the Lost Ark, the Temple of Doom, right? Uh, the Last Crusade. Um, what came after that? The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay, so no, this is five. Indiana Jones five. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We both went to the movie theater and saw it. Uh, what did you think, man? You went with your mom. You went with your family, right? Uh, I did. I went with mom. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what, Mama B... Yeah. AKA Patty Boom Batty. Yes. Right. She doesn't really go by that. I wouldn't think so, but no, I, I like it though. She I, should. I, I love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan. Um, I'll tell you this. Let me see if I can find it. Man, for not doing a lot of stuff, I do a lot of stuff. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. Uh, here's my, here's my, uh, social media caption. Okay. While I took a picture of Indiana Jones in the theater. Right. On the screen, not in life. Lawbreaker. There aren't many things left that span my childhood to now. 
that both myself and my mom can enjoy. Right. Indiana Jones was one of those remaining things. I'm so glad I got the chance to watch the official end of the Indiana Jones saga with her. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's great, man. And, you know, it's it. And I'll I'll tell you this. And and I don't know if we talked about this or not. But I I watched the mic. We haven't talked about it. Not this, but I watched uh, I've watched a little bit of the Crystal Skull. We did talk about that. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was initially. No. Yeah. And I was telling you that like I after watching the new one, I went back because Disney Plus has all the Indiana Jones movies. So I did go back and watch Crystal Skull start to finish. And other than like the first five minutes at the beginning and the last half hour, it's a really solid movie. It's fun. It's got some great action. It's got a cool story. Uh, they just kind of tanked the ending really hard on that one. So uh, I enjoyed it much, much more than I initially did. Way more. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about that. I didn't realize you'd gone back and watched it, though. Yeah, it was on... Uh... I don't know, like TNT or something. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I and mom watched it, and so I just kind of sat there while she was watching it, and it was a lot better than I thought it was, man. I I, I enjoyed it; it was in, entertaining. Uh, so anyway, uh, this one, number five, the old Dial of Destiny. Dial of Destiny. Kind of a terrible name. I really don't dig the name that much, but uh, you know, it is what it is. You can't change that now. But it's the Dial of Destiny. It just sounds so corny. Anyway. Um, I'll tell you what, I thought it was very entertaining. Mm -hmm. I thought they returned to basically the formula of what's always worked. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool to see them do the flashbacks and it be him and we talked about that technology yeah and what the you de-aging technology is crazy in this one um yeah. and it looks like 37 year old harrison ford or however old he was to now and like again you know bringing up stuff from the past and like connecting all of these films and things like yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah um it was entertaining it was fun it's everything that i would expect to have from an indiana jones movie mm-hmm. right we're gonna fight off some nazis some nazis still sticking around somehow trying to get a hold of something yeah. um yeah, yeah. and uh you know being chased while you have some ancient artifact that's gonna lead to something else right uh, it's, it's, you're not going to, you are not going to be super surprised. Right. Like we, right. we know what's coming. Right. Right. But long as you're like going into the movie and you like Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think you dislike this movie because I think that it finally put a good cap on the character. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they did a good job of referencing uh Bo disagrees yeah <laughs> he's not a fan of the new movie it happens no Bo's not oh mama b just walked in maybe she wants to get on the mic you want to get her get her the, review M- mom you want to get in here and talk about the indiana jones movie You're She's welcome. Great Thank movie. You. She loved it. Thank you. That's Thank the official you. Mama B. Right That's here. all we need, right? End of episode. Thank Wrap you. it up. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That was when, classic. When Mama B talks from the other room, then you know you're good. That's right. That's it. Got the thumbs uh, so, up. So what did you think? I mean, it's... it's uh, yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it. I definitely... It just... I would have gone... And the reviews weren't great. It didn't make money. Like so many movies this summer, it failed at the box office. 
But like I said, that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. I would have gone no matter what just to see Harrison Ford rock that fedora and that whip one more time. Is it my favorite Indiana Jones movie? Not even close, not even in the ballpark. Is it better than The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Absolutely, 100%. I would say yes, and I thought The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was much better on a second viewing. Uh, I will say this, what I didn't expect from it, uh, what I did like probably a little more about The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is I thought it was more fun. The thing I didn't expect is that this is, and it makes sense because he's 80, but this was Indiana Jones kind of at the end, almost giving up. Right. Would you say? Like, would you yeah. agree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. it opens with him. Um, well, it opens with young Indiana Jones. But once we see old Indiana Jones, it opens with him yelling at some young kids to turn their music down. And he's in this tiny-ass little apartment. It's and, old man Jones. Yeah, and it, they've made it clear that he's, he's divorced. He's no longer with Mary, and he's alone in this little tiny shell of an apartment he's yelling at the kids to be quiet and then we fast forward to him being a teacher and his students no longer give a shit they're not listening to him anymore they're not paying attention they've got bigger fish to fry uh and then they retire him and they give him like a clock and he's like whatever and he throws it away it's kind of a very sad very uh sullen indie who's just facing the fact that it's over his days of adventuring are over it's done and even though he's dragged back into the adventure he's he still got a dark note because even when is it sala i think it's sala uh-huh. the, the big indian guy is like give him hell indiana jones as he sends him off and he walks and stumbles and just goes yeah okay no, give him hell indiana jones and he turns around and he almost gets hit by a car that's what it is yeah 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 and he's so he oh shit and he and he he, he doesn't even hardly wave or anything. It's very like he's very subdued. Doesn't have a lot of like smart ass comments or quips or comebacks. Uh, it's literally like old guy get off my lawn, Jones. Indiana get off my lawn, Jones. Like kind of. But it's kind you you feel bad for him. And then as the story unfolds and you learn why Marion's not there and why he's so dark and depressed, you learn what happened to his son. Uh, and you learn what he would do if he could go back in time with the Dial of Destiny. It's a touching moment. That's probably my favorite moment in the movie and a great piece of acting by him uh, when he reveals what he would do if he could go back in time for his son. And I won't say too much because it's a big spoiler. But um, yeah, I, so I will say not my favorite, but I, I, I would have gone to see it no matter what. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a little forced. Uh, it was clear that they were trying to make the the girl, her friend's daughter, Wombat, he was her nickname for her. Clear they were trying to have her be like the female version of Indiana Jones. They really wanted her to carry on and make movies, even to the point where they gave her her own short round, which I thought was very corny. I was like, come on, man, you got to give her a little Mexican kid because Indy had a Chinese kid. Like, I, I just, I thought that was super forced. Uh, that was probably my least favorite part of the movie. It's like, don't give her a little Mexican kid. That was not necessary. Right. If you're right, going to bring right. anybody back, you want that movie to win. They dropped the ball 1 million percent by not bringing the actor back who played short round, especially after he won a fucking Oscar. Like you bring his ass back. My favorite moments of the Oscars are all the moments where he's hugging Harrison Ford and telling him how much he's missed him and how glad he is to see him and still calling him Indy. Oh my God, Indy. I love you. Like, the fact that they didn't go back and reshoot a scene, I don't care if the movie was done. 
they needed to somehow fit him in there. Like that would have made so many people happy. Like they dropped the ball on that one big time, in my opinion. But other than that, seeing Harrison in the fedora, seeing um, the uh, Marion, the actress who plays Marion, come back again, it was great to see her. Uh, and just seeing Indy go on one more adventure, knowing it's probably the last. I know Harrison Ford has said, no one else will ever be Indiana Jones. I am Indiana Jones. But as we saw with the AI technology coming out and how they de-aged him, I don't think we're too far off from where we get another young Indiana Jones story and it looks just like Harrison Ford, but Harrison could be dead. I mean, that's crazy to think, but I don't think anymore that they have to get, they don't, they don't have to recast Indiana Jones with AI. You can recreate his voice with AI. You can recreate his look and they could just have an actor stand in to do the action stuff, right? but have it look like Harrison Ford. I think, I don't think we're more than 20 years away from that. You, maybe you and I don't live to see that. I don't know, but, uh, you know something I don't know. I don't know. I'm saying we'll be around, but, uh, I don't know. I don't think we're, I, I, I think we'll definitely see Indy again. And I don't think it necessarily has to be a different actor. It could still look just like Harrison Ford. By the way, that actress's name is Karen Allen. Yes. Yeah. Plays Ma- uh, Marion. Yeah. She's, uh, she's great. I enjoyed her a lot. I was glad they brought her back one more time. Um, her and Indy should be together, and I'm glad that they ended up together. That was awesome. Oops, sorry, spoilers. Oh, my gosh. My bad, my bad. If you haven't seen it, you're probably not at this point. So, But, yeah, no, I enjoyed it, man. Like I said, not my favorite Indiana Jones movie, but definitely I was glad I saw it. So it's probably not one I'm going to rush to put into my collection. I, I don't see myself wanting to watch it over and over again, like Raiders or Last Crusade. Those two are the pinnacle in my opinion but uh i'm glad i saw it i wasn't missing it in the theater because i grew up on that shit can you think of any other movies karen allen's in not at all no no interesting what about you did you pull up a list what do you got interesting you would think that maybe you remembered that uh she was in one of your high picks the sandlot oh shit she is the mom in the sandlot yeah 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 go out have fun, get into trouble. How many moms tell you that? And the kid says, none. How many mothers tell you that? And the kid says, uh, none mothers, I guess. <laughs> Dude, one of the greatest movies ever, The Sandlot. James Earl Jones. Uh, one of the uh, the two movies that I remember her from are a couple of my favorite movies. She's in The Perfect Storm. Oh, shit, I never saw that. With Mark Wahlberg. Okay. And it's uh, George Clooney. It's a fantastic movie. I've heard nothing but seen. good things, just one fantastic I never got around to. movie. And uh, mo- most importantly to me, she is Claire Phillips in Scrooged. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Oh man, she's so. She calls good Bill in Murray that. Lumpy. Lumpy. Yeah. Oh man, how did I forget that? I watch that every every year. I'm, yeah. So, I'm disappointed in myself, Karen. I'm sorry. I told I, I told my mom when we were watching it, and I was like, "Hey, Marion is the girl from Scrooged, right?" And she's like, "I'm not sure." And I was like, "I'm pretty sure that's the same actress." Yes. Yep, yeah. that's her. There, there she is. Man, she's she's been romantic with Harrison Ford and Bill Murray. Huh. What a life. Living the dream. And Dennis Leary in, oh. uh, in uh, Sandlot. <laughs> you know, not quite as cool as Bill Murray and Harrison Ford. But I still. mean, we never saw the uh, raw cut of Sandlot. We don't know where. The, right, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. There could be some footage somewhere. Sandlot after dark. Yeah, but that was her husband. That was the stepdad whose ball he took. From Baby Ruth. Who is, who's this Baby Ruth chick anyway? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good movie, man. The Sandlot's a good stuff. I got to watch it again. So, all right. So, uh, to conclude, yes, we saw 
If you haven't seen Maverick, then let me know because you're going to make me feel like I'm not the last person on the planet to watch it. Yeah, sorry. We did spoil uh, it a bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sound of Freedom. Great. Absolutely fantastic. Yes. A great film. Nice. Tough watch. Right. But definitely worth it. Right. Um, also watched Mission Impossible 74. <laughs> Dead Reckoning Part 1, yeah. yeah. 74 Part 1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Incredible. I thoroughly enjoyed Bill it. Bill has, uh, I tell you this, every time we talk about movies that he's seen and I haven't and I have that he hasn't, it, Mission Impossible is at the top of the list every time. Yeah. He is a huge Mission Impossible guy. And I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but I did watch Casino and I did watch Heat. So I'm just saying, I've tried to watch the movies you recommend. Hey, so I'll I'm just, just tell putting you it that. out there. I'm just telling you this. And I'm getting to Goodfellas. It's, it's hey, like next hey. on my list. Goodfellas, almost everybody's dead from Goodfellas now. Oh, shit. De Niro's here. De Niro, but. Is I mean, De Niro in Goodfellas? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Pesci? De Niro still with Pesci us. is still with us. Okay. But multiple guys from there. Leota's gone. Leota's gone. Leota's gone. The other guy just died uh, that was in. Oh, that guy. The guy from Sopranos, too. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. He's in that. Gandolfini? No. James Gandolfini's dead, too. I think but... Gandolfini is in Goodfellas, actually. Oh, he's awesome. But he okay. has a super small role. Or he's gonna, in another gangster film, but he's got a super small role. Yeah, I'm going to anyway, watch it. It doesn't matter. It. It's, it doesn't matter. It's next on my list, man. Anyway. Because I listened to you, Scott. Cool, man. But what Savage. I said was, was Godfather is what I said. <laughs> I mean, no, but you were also upset with me for not I, seeing any of those it's movies. It's disgusting to me that you hadn't seen I, Heat. I dude. feel you, dude. So I've seen Heat. I've seen Casino. I'm working on uh, Goodfellas. And then we're going to get to the Godfather movies because I respect you, my so friend. Let me ask you this <laughs> real quick before we go. Yes, ask me. Did you like Heat better or Casino better? Oh, boy, that's tough. You know what? I'm going to say because I love cop movies, I love that cat and mouse, I'm going to go with Heat. But I really enjoyed Casino. I just think I like that type of movie. Oh, man. Why would I get involved with that girl? Because she's got a great ass, and you got your head all the way up it. That's right. Ferocious, aren't I? Hey, man, we redid the dinner scene. We redid the diner scene, you and I. And I think we're pretty good. We may not be De Niro and Pacino, but we did pretty damn good. There's a flip side to that coin. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We were good, man. I thought we did a great job. You even put dinner, like, uh, diner ambiance in the background, like people talking and yeah. plates clinking. Yeah. We ought to do that again. We should pick another famous scene and react it sometime. We'll find do one. Do the John Wick one. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Except I don't. there's not much dialogue. I'd just be the son and you'd be the... <laughs> You get to punch me in the stomach and I puke. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to pan out. Yeah, let's skip that one. No. The fucking pencil. Yeah. What, that nobody? That nobody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could do that. No. We'll, uh, we'll figure something out. I think that was fun. We should do that again. That was good. Um, you ready for me to get us on up out of here? You mean now that my mom just walked into the house and heard me yell, because she's got a great ass? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should probably. You may have some explaining to do. That wasn't I don't me. know what goes on on the podcast. They're just always yelling about ass. <laughs> hey, we got a review in before you did that. Good thing if she loved didn't... it. Great movie. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> in the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it isn't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we'll see you in the 209. See ya. Peace.